This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 4, Episode 3, Martha Stewart, American Made. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Colin Fickus and Mary Collins, the brother-sister team behind Humdinger Juice in Raleigh, North Carolina. Colin is a former Hollywood actor who traded in his Screen Actors Guild card for a chance to own and manage a business of his own, making and selling cold-pressed juice made with local organic ingredients. Launched in 2013 with a $600 juicer and a vision to serve the community, Humdinger Juice is a finalist in Martha Stewart's American Made competition in the food category, and you will love this story. One thing I want to encourage you to pay special attention to is how Colin and Mary are not pricing their juice to be the cheapest option. They are pricing their juice to be the best option. Everything from their story to how they help their customers take better care of their health points to value proposition after value proposition. It will really encourage you not to build your brand around price alone, but to build it around value. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 39. I can't wait to introduce you to Colin Fickus and Mary Collins of Humdinger Juice in Raleigh, North Carolina. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Indie Business Network, the trade organization I created to help makers and creative entrepreneurs attract more buying customers and sell their products with more confidence. We also offer product liability insurance so it's easier for you to get your products into shows and retail stores. If you're already a member, I want you to be sure to check out our newly launched member makeover service, where I and my special guest from Ryan Design Studio provide a personal brand critique for a member so that everyone can learn new strategies to make their business stand out in today's crowded marketplace. You don't want to miss that. If you're not a member, make sure you join today at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. And now let's welcome Colin Fickus and Mary Collins of Humdinger Juice in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hello, Colin Fickus and Mary Collins from Humdinger Juice in North Raleigh, North Carolina. How are you today? Doing good. How you are? I am super. I'm just thrilled to welcome you to the Indie Business Podcast as my guest for our series of podcast episodes, introducing people to the Martha Stewart American Made finalists from 2015. And you guys are our choice from the food category. Colin, I'm just really thrilled that you started this business, but you have a background that has nothing to do with juice and nothing to do really with anything that we're going to be talking about today. So I want to hear that first. Colin, tell me how you went from where you were to starting a juice company. Sure. Well, it was a complete, you know, 180 uh, in my life. I, I used to be an actor and I 
uh, moved to New York in 1999 and then out to Los Angeles in 2002. Um, I was an actor for I don't know, 13 to 15 years of my life and um, was, sl- out, was, out, was, was slowly figuring out that I was un- unhappy uh, you know, doing what I was doing and the joy had kind of escaped me and um, and so you know I still spent you know about two years in LA kind of still one foot in one foot out I was still auditioning and but uh, just was kind of figuring out it was kind of like my midlife crisis at age like 32 I was like you know well, what what can I do that makes me happy I've been acting for so long is there anything else that I could be good at and you know just kind of those like existential questions you start asking yourselves about you know why we're here why we're alive what's our purpose uh, and so slowly made the decision to, to leave acting, um, and so in 2012, I want to say it was like late July, um, I came back to North Carolina, which is where I grew up, here in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and was staying with family and kind of figuring out, you know, plotting out what my next thing would be. I, I consider it my, like, limbo phase, and uh, was considering a move to, to Asheville to potentially work at a brewery, um, considering moving to Costa Rica or doing some traveling. And uh, one day I was just sitting at a stoplight here in Raleigh, and I was craving a cold-pressed juice. And, and in Los Angeles and in New York, it's on every corner. Um, it's really accessible, really easy to get, and really delicious. And, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I just, you know, love cold-pressed juice. And so while I was sitting at the stoplight, I started, you know, I got on my iPhone, and I was looking for, for places locally that made cold-pressed juice, and there wasn't one. Uh, there wasn't any in Raleigh, and so, um, you know, I put a little bit of money towards buying a uh, Green Star Elite juicer. Uh, it was about six hundred dollars, and started, you know, tinkering around in the kitchen with recipes and whatnot, and started making juice for myself and for my family, and then for friends, and it kind of just snowballed from there. I had my sister come on board, and you know, she was still, you know, working a full time job, but you know, in the evenings and weekends, she'd come over, and we, you know work on recipes and start making juice and um, we started saying you know hey this could be something and I was at a place in my life where I needed needed something new to kind of throw my energy into and um, so that's kind of how it started and then we um, there was this great local uh, Saturday market at Rebus Works which is in Raleigh North Carolina and downtown uh, the downtown area and they do this like weekend um, how do you, how would you say it, Mary? Like, like a, a mini farmer's market. Yeah, and it was for local businesses. And uh, we were so grateful they let us come down one Saturday in early November of 2012. And we had our juices bottled and we, you know, stayed up for, I think we stayed up till three or four in the morning bottling all this juice. And, um, you know, with the cold press method that we do, it takes quite a while. And we were on this one small machine in the family kitchen and just, you know, it was a long night, and, and we made the juices, and uh, we started realizing after that event that, you know, there, there, it wasn't just for friends and family anymore. It was for the community, and so that's kind of how it was born. That's kind of the long answer, so I'll, I'll shut up now. I love it. And, you know, Mary, so you're, you have a job, you're humming along, and your brother calls and says, let's go into business together. I have brothers, 
not sure what I'd say. What what was your initial reaction to that? Of course, you'd already tried the juice, so maybe it was different. <laughs> well, well, first off, I was so excited to have him back home. We um, we're just nineteen months apart, so um, we always joke that maybe we should have been twins. <laughs> um, which is funny. I actually have twins now, but um, but yeah, we just it was nice to have him back home. And then when he had this idea, and it was so big in these other places, um, we were really excited because he. I think Raleigh was on the brink of it, and the fact that he kind of brought the first cold press juice company to Raleigh, um, and at that event at the Saturday market is when we really saw that um, the community around us was um, embracing it and kind of ready, ready for it as well. Um, it was really exciting to be a part of something that was new and um, you know providing it for our local community. So. Um, you know, it was one of those moments where I could see the potential, and um, I also love working with my hands and making something that people embrace, you know, and um, making a product from start to finish that can help people. So it was very appealing to me um, in that respect, and also icing on the cake is I get to work with my family. Um, you know, my brother and I are, have always been really close, and um, I, you know, I just saw that the potential there and that we could do this and that we could enjoy doing this and um, and also reap the benefits ourselves, you know, um, from a health perspective. Um, you know, I mean, everybody, especially once they hit 30, I think really, you know, looks inside to, to make some lifestyle changes and, and to get healthy and um, it was something that I think uh, we both were very interested in um, doing, you know, as a profession. Um, you know, it sounds so. fantastic. And, you know, I know you guys have, um, by the way, all of our listeners, you've got to visit the humdingerjuice.com website and click on the about page. So you can see the picture of Colin and Mary when they were kids. It's absolutely adorable. And when I saw that picture, I was like, I'm going to chase these people down because it's like bringing me by the neck. <laughs> it is. It's so cute, though. And, and I mean, your story just brings together so many aspects of your personalities, as well as your life. You both had a job or a career that was, you know, you could have turned it into something else. And you decided that you wanted a lifestyle change. And you decided that you wanted to be together and work as a family. And you wanted to do something with your hands and serve the community. And you bought a $600 press and you started a business and you went to a farmer's market. And it worked. So let's do this. I mean, it's like, that's like a dream story. Um, you found a niche, you found something you like to do, you put it all together. And now you're sitting in your studio, uh, talking with me about not only your passion, but also your family business. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, we still have a ways to go, we feel like I mean, we're, our, our work is never done. And right. we're trying to sit back a little bit and enjoy it. But there's always something I mean, as you know, it's like, you know, there's always the next thing. And, um, you know, we have a lot of big ideas and, and, and hopefully one day we'll get there. And um... Well, let me let me ask you about that, Colin, because um, you just said, we're you know, we're enjoying it. We're, we're trying to, you know, stop and enjoy it. And then we have these other things to do. Tell me a little bit about how you guys approach that integration, like being content with where you are and happy with your achievements as small business owners so far, but also having you know, some other things that you want to do. I think that's the the challenge that all of us face. How do you embrace that lifestyle? Because it's a lifestyle, right? You want to 
I, I don't like to use the word balance, but you want to successfully integrate those two aspects of your business so you can be happy, but also uh, moving forward and achieving more things. How, how do you approach that? And, and what's your mindset like where that's concerned? I mean, I to be honest, I don't know. I mean, it's I wish I had the answers and because I don't feel like I do a very good job at it. If I'm being just truthfully 100% honest with you, I, I, I think there's more about focusing on the future than the present. And I wish I was the type of person that could focus more just being in the presence or being in the present moment because I, I even did it with acting. It was always the future. It was like, okay, well, you know, you got that movie or you went to Sundance film festival okay now this and now you want you know go for this and this and this and you're just never happy because you're always in that future anxiety ridden moment of like okay well what's next and with this business I'm still doing that and I regretfully wish that I wasn't um but I'm I'm starting to have those more of those moments of of appreciation or uh reflection on how far we've come and because you know when we started this, I mean, it was just an idea. I mean, it was literally just an idea in, in my head, and then it became an idea in my mom's head, who um, who's also, you know, a huge part of our business. And then it became an idea in my sister's head. And then to see it kind of evolve into this thing, it's like I remember when we didn't even have names for the juices. And then, you know, now when people place orders or over the phone, they're like, yeah, I'd like to get, you know, three lift juices and four balance. There's days where I'm like, oh, wow, like we created that thing called balance or that thing called lift. Um, so I'm, I'm starting to have more moments like that where I'm able to really like enjoy the moment and not get lost in that and still kind of focus on the future. But it's hard. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It's really, really, really hard to do. You know, when you run your own business, it, it follows you home and, you know, there's really no break, really. I mean, you know, you're answering emails at two in the morning sometimes. I'm trying to get better about that. But, um, you know, but there are moments of where you can have that reflection or be grateful to where you've come. And, and with that, with that uh, moment, also kind of have that moment propel you into the future. Like, it's kind of like a yes and, you know, like, yes, that was great that, you know, we're doing this this podcast with you now. But, you know, and then, then it's the and, like, okay, well, what can we you know, where can we, where can we go from here? You know, how can we continue the dialogue with you? How can we, you know, get people in Charlotte to know about us or, or even just know that there's local places in Charlotte where they can get cold pressed juice. I mean, it's all this, I don't know, never ending thing. Well, I'll be sure to tell them where they can, <laughs> where they can contact you and get some juice. And I noticed from your website that I can order it. So that's another thing that's that's cool. So Mary, you know, kind of following along those lines, I mean, you've you've lived the same um, life in terms of business as your brother. What, what are your thoughts on that sort of integration and incorporation of these aspects of your life? Do you find, Mary, that because you love what you do, it's it's somewhat easier, at least mentally, to approach the connection between the two? Yes, totally. Um, well, first off, I think if if you had told me three years ago where I would be right now, I would not have believed you. Um, those bios that you read about us, um, if you remember, the the one um, for myself talks about, you know, I had always been a soccer player. I was an athlete and did the arts growing up and was one of those renaissance kids, just never stopping, always going, going, going. And then, um, you know, as I got older, my metabolism slowed down and um, I realized I needed to start getting healthy. 
um, you know, to kind of to keep up with everything and to keep up with this crazy life. Um, and I joke about, <laughs> my brother laughs when I say this, but I would say I get clean to get dirty again. At, at least I'm honest about it. You know, all about enjoying those little indulgences in life. Um, you know, having some chocolate, going out for ice cream, um, having a little bit of wine, and then, you know, being a little bit strict during the week, you know, um, with your workout regime and trying to incorporate um, healthy fruits and vegetables and organic produce. And um, juicing was completely new to me when um, Colin introduced it to me, and I just totally embraced it, um, not just because I was trying to get healthy, but because of how it made me feel. Um, so starting out three years ago, you know, it was me uh, maybe – um, going out a little too hard on the weekend with the girlfriend and then starting back, you know, maybe a little guilt trying to get back in the gym on Monday morning. Um, and now with the juice, it's, um, you know, I had a wedding and then um, I just had my second anniversary and we had twins June 22nd. So two years we've been married and two babies. Um, and now the juice, you know, it got me through my pregnancy um, <laughs> the doctors were like, your iron levels are through the roof. Whatever it is you're doing, keep it up because you are, um, you know, kicking butt for a singleton mom and you actually have two babies in there. So keep up the good work. And, you know, um, it just where I've come, I think, um, in conjunction with the juice in my personal life, um, you know, the two kind of go hand in hand. So, so you you both have found a way to combine. I mean, because if you look at your business, it's like a it's like a it's like a maker business dream, right? You have color, you have um, ingredients that are readily available, or you know, product components that are you know pretty much readily available. I guess you can get some exotic fruits and vegetables now and then, but you can get these things at you know in different places. They're not hard to find. You have the equipment. You said $600 at least at first. Maybe you have more and different now, but you started with a piece of equipment that was $600 and a kitchen counter. You have a passion for what you do. It not only helps you, but it helps customers. It not only helps customers, but it helps the community. It's online and offline. And you can keep it the way it is right now, or you can grow it and you can add different sorts of foods, or you can grow it and get a million dollar pressing machine if they have those I don't know but you you have something that combines all of these different things and would you say Colin that if you as a person listening to this podcast can combine those things together then it may be a totally different business model obviously different product different service but you've created for yourself a way to produce income and save for your future and have a really good time while you're doing it. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted real quick. Someone was coming to the door. Um, well, if you know what, if they want to buy juice, you should go sell them some juice, and then we can. <laughs> the, last, the last thing you were saying, are you speaking just in terms of the possibility to grow? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm thinking in terms of encouraging people who are listening to see all these different aspects, positive aspects of entrepreneurship that you can bring together in your life to not only enjoy your life more, but then also be able to present something that makes your community a better place. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, when you when you talk about that inner self, which is, is how Colin really started with everything, you mm -hmm. know, like, 
looking within, like for that sense of purpose. Like for me, I mean, at the end of your day, at the end of like your toughest day, um, it's got to mean something, right? You know, you have to believe in it. Yeah, and it's it's got to it's got to be something meaningful for you. And I think if it means something to those around you, whether you know it's your family, your your close friends, or um, on a larger scale, like the community around you, and and people embracing it, like Colin said, saying, you know, I want I want that balance. Or you know, we were at an event and they were like, "Ooh, Humdinger's here!" I'll, I'll never forget the first time I heard that. And you know, we were at the streets of South Point. And these girls, um, teenagers, walk by and they go, they have Humdinger. And that just, I mean, it made you feel so good that um, that people just recognize it and um, and love it. And, you know, that makes it so worth it in the end that you're helping people because, you know, like we said, this is something that is big picture when it comes to, to health and your family and your life. It um, is. You know, you make a difference. And that really yeah. means something at the end of those days. Yeah, it, it is very fulfilling when you're, and when you're emailing someone at two o'clock in the morning, and you have um, it kind of, you know, that that purpose and that why really drives it. So you guys have been in business for three years since 2012. Colin, can you share a little bit about the, the progress of the business? Like you started with a $600 juice press, what are the stages of your entrepreneurial venture that you can share to give other people an idea of how they might grow as well? Sure. So yeah, the first thing was the was the $600 juicer, it was coming up with recipes, it was getting all the financials kind of in order of starting a business and uh, not financials, more so in terms of like, you know, getting the permits and, you know, just all the kind of the hoops and uh, whistles of, of starting a business, you know, with whatever city you're in. Uh, and then after that, it was like, okay, well, let's find a, re, uh, a, a facility uh, where we can produce these juices. And so then it was, uh, finding a place to to make the juices out of, um, and so then we we moved into a, a facility that we actually it was a flex space that we turned into uh, a kitchen. So we had the three compartment sinks put in, other sinks put in, um, and we had the ag department come in and kind of approve everything. And um, that was our biggest that was our biggest expenditure was we we spent about fifteen thousand dollars to uh, to upfit the flex space. Um, and in that time, we were, you know, designing our logo. Um, we called upon friends to do as much pro bono work as possible, and I highly recommend that. Um, you know, use your community, uh, use barter with your friends with whatever you're making. Offer that to them. Um, you know, so we've given out a lot of free juices, uh, and a lot of friends have just done it, just selflessly, just giving their time. You know, I have a, f a designer friend. Who has done? Her name's Holland, and she has done so much for our for our business. She's helped design the logo. Um, she helps with all of our, you know, any pictures and uh, photography and and anything online. And um, she's been helping with that, and it's just been incredible. And so, so we did all that in the beginning. We got into this flex space. We turned it into a facility, um, and then we ended up buying two more of the Green Star Elite juicers, um, and then. At, couple months after that or a year after that you know our sales doubled and then we ended up um, uh, getting a twenty three thousand dollar machine that um, that makes that cold presses the juice in a much larger quantity um, so that's helped with production um, we've hired um, we at one point I think we had seven employees total um, and now we're back down to about three 
Um, and, you know, so it's me, my sister, our mom, who does the QuickBooks, um, and just kind of keeps us in line and helps kind of with everything. And then my buddy from, um, from growing up, he's a, an employee as well, and, and that's it. So that's kind of where we've grown. We, uh, if that answers your question. We, it does. It does. Yeah. And, you know, um, employees are such a huge issue, whether they are virtual or in person. They're, they're such a huge issue for businesses to grow into. It's interesting that you had seven and you cut that in half. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um. Sure. So, you know, the big, when we, when we ended up getting the bigger machine, it was a big game changer for us. We were able to double production. Um, and, uh, we had, we had some employees that, you know, just, uh, we were working other jobs and it was kind of limited on what they could give us. Um, and they were some family friends. So, you know, we brought in people that we really, you know, trusted and, uh, which was great, but they're just, their schedules started to get busier outside of, of, uh, Humdinger. And, uh, and we had realized at the, at the same time that we were able to, that there was a lot that this machine was able to cut out in terms of production, uh, in terms of manual production. So, um, it was kind of just that mix of, of some employees kind of outgrowing Humdinger and then us, um, able to do more on our own, um, with the employees we had. And it was also, you know, a way to save a little bit. So what, what is that like, Mary? Were you, were you involved in that, uh, severing decision? I mean, sometimes it can be, what, what are your tips for, for, you know, let, letting people go? I mean, because when you grow, it's a, it's a part of what happens, particularly if you're able to, um, you know, reduce staff because your manufacturing capacity increases, what are your tips and suggestions for people who may have to have that discussion with some people that they've been working with? Well, I think sometimes, you know, when you work uh, closely with, with people, you know, every day, and, and at the, the quarters are pretty close here at Humdinger. So, you know, I mean, we talk, and, you know, there's this sense that, um, you know, in the case of one of our employees, we knew that she, um, you know, she put in a lot of hours at her other job, and, you know, we basically told her, you know, we said, we wanted to make sure that she wasn't just staying on, you know, as I mean, cause they are part of the family here right. I mean, in a small family business. We didn't want her to like, like, you know, if she had to move on to something else or, or to leave us that we didn't want her to feel like, you know, that she was abandoning us. This is also the time that I was like, you know, pregnant with twins. So we just, you know, talked to people and kind of got a sense um, about where they were and what they needed to do. And, um, you know, everything was going to be fine on our end. And, you know, again, it's kind of that big picture thing where, you know, you need to do what's right for you. And I think we just, we saw it coming and maybe they did too. And, um, you know, just kind of keeping, um, keeping communication open um, and, and being thing, honest the about what small you business, needed. The thing with small business too, sorry to interrupt, is, um, oh my God, I'm losing my train of thought, um, <laughs> is that when you, when you have a small business, you try to do as much as you can on your own. It's like however you can save money as a business, um, you know, and there's ebbs and flows of that where things get really hectic and busy and you wish you had 20 employees. And then there's there's times when it's slow and you have 20 employees and you're like, oh, man, we don't need quite so many. But, you know, you want to give people hours and things like that. And so it's kind of this give and take and it's really tough. I mean, but but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, 
you know, we work so many hours a day, but it's like, okay, well, I mean, we're three years in or going into our fourth year and I still make deliveries. Mary Holt, we're the owners and we deliver to people and they're like, hey, so how are you guys associated? And we're like, you know, we're, we're the owners. <laughs> and, <laughs> and don't people love that though? Don't they love that you are, you are personally serving them, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons people choose um, a service provider or a, a product producer is because they get to do business with the brand, but they also get to see the people behind it. Oh, it's yeah, I mean, I love it because it, I mean, I, I used to love doing the deliveries <laughs> because you would go into people's homes and, and most people are, you know, on occasion you'll get maybe treated like the pizza delivery guy, <laughs> but, um, but generally people welcome you into their homes. They're in the, you know, you're in their kitchen, you're putting the juice in their fridge, telling them about the process, um, particularly with, um, in, in relative to cleansing, there's a little bit of explanation for it, and you want to make sure people know what they're doing. Um, and so we have this discussion in their kitchen, and mm -hmm. you know, the kids are in the room, and they're looking at all the colorful bottles. And mm -hmm. I mean that that was definitely that's definitely one of my um, favorite parts of the job is is literally going into people's homes and um, and and helping them get started. Yeah, and I noticed you have some information at your website about juicing. Uh, tell me, Mary, is your business all retail, wholesale, the markets that you do? How, how is everything segmented from that perspective? Yes, it is all retail. We have um, people on people can go online for orders. That's basically what we recommend to people um, for guaranteed juice is a pre-order online, um, whether they pick it up here at the facility um, or they have it delivered to home or work, and we do go as far as Chapel Hill for deliveries. Um, we also have the hub, as we call it, the Humdinger Hub, which is um, our retail spot right here um, where we're sitting currently um, at the facility where we make the juice, and people can drop by during our retail hours, which are you know Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 3, Friday, 11 to 2. They can drop by on a moment's notice and, and just hop in and... and take a chance on getting whatever they would like. <laughs> and um, you obviously have like a production schedule, like you make, you make your juices, you know, certain times of the day. I mean, how do you, how does your system work in the, in the background? So you kind of anticipate how many balance you're going to need, how many life, how does that work? It is, it is so, so hard. The thing is, is our juice has a five day shelf life. So there's a couple of really hard things. It's like the education process of, explaining to someone why a naked juice costs three or four dollars and our juice costs nine dollars um, and part of that reason is our juice has a five-day shelf life and we're trying to use that as a positive um, you know you could go to the grocery store you could go to Whole Foods and get a, a cold-pressed juice that has been pasteurized or high-pressure pascalized but it's been sitting on a shelf for a month and a lot of juice has preservatives and additives and uh, you know all these things added to it um, you know, ours is just five days, and with that production-wise, it's really hard. There's there's weeks that where we we make too much, and then there's weeks where we make too little. Um, it just is it's hard to gauge every now and then. So, so so how do you? I mean, this is really really such a critical point, and I'm so curious because the price difference means that you must know that you're not selling just juice. So what what? is the mindset that you want your customer to have like you know if i'm just sell if i'm just buying something that i want spinach juice or whatever and it's 450 here and 9 here if price is all that matters to me i'm going to choose the 450 so how can you how do you um emphasize 
you know, without, you know, overly focusing on price, but how do you emphasize the, the things that your customers are buying over and above just juice? We really just hit home the point that it's organic, <laughs> even down to the cinnamon in our cashew milk. We pinpoint that we support local farmers. Uh, we just have kale that literally just arrived at our door from Durham, uh, which is about 20 minutes up the road. Um, so they're supporting local farmers. Um, it's organic. They know that they're not getting any additives or preservatives into their body. Um, you know, a lot of times when you drink juice, especially, it hits your body on a cellular level. So since there's no fiber and we've extracted a lot of the fiber out, it goes right into your bloodstream. And if you were to do non-organic, that's just, you know, chemicals and pesticides that are getting into your bloodstream. Um, and so we kind of just hit home the idea that we're local, um, we're organic, 100% mm -hmm. organic. We don't mix and match. Um, and we just kind of, we emphasize that on the website. We, we do posts on Facebook, social media every now and again, and also just face to face with people when we're out at markets or, you know, selling the juice. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it on the forefront is, you know, describing our processes and, and, and when Colin first introduced it to me, I was like, oh yeah, that's great organic and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, and then once you try it and you're like, wow, this is, this is pretty, this is pretty good. Yeah. You know, this tastes even better than the last time I tasted it. And then your body starts to really um, crave it, mm -hmm. particularly our green juice. Um, our green juice is called Balance. It's um, our most popular one, um, our top seller, and it's also the healthiest in terms of all those greens. Um, it's a, an even 100 calories for um, 16 ounces, and that juice is hands down my favorite of the ones <laughs> that we sell. Um, I mean, I think once you explain to people our process, but then they actually have the product, and you know, we call it live juice. Um, and it also, our logo, hum, you know, Humdinger, our name, our brand, um, in a way pays homage to our grandmother. Um, it's a hummingbird that we used for the logo. Um, and Colin also had said that when he first had juice, it made him feel like he, his body was humming. Um, so there's definitely that quality. When you have the juice, when you have the product, it, um, it makes you feel so good. It's almost hard to describe to people. Um, but once you've told them the process and then they have it for themselves, they quickly understand what it is that you're trying to describe to people. And that's what gets them coming back. Yes. Because we ask people too, like, uh, go out on your own, buy organic produce, and then the time and the money that you spend, mm -hmm. add that up. And then that kind of quickly makes people go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally get why it's nine. Also, yeah. Why selling it for 10 or 11. Well, you uh -huh. know, and, and you guys have such an incredible story. And I have to confess, okay, I, I'm, I'm not usually a shallow person, but I do my I do my background research on my guests, and I'm googling your name, Colin. And, you know, I come across this picture, and I didn't pay much attention to it. But I said, damn, you know, he really looks like that guy in that Umdinger juice. <laughs> juice website that I'm going to be interviewing. And then I put it in the back of my head. And a couple of days later, I came back and did some more research. And I was like, you know, fixing my glasses, like, you know, I think that's him. And then I, um, you know, put two and two together. But here's the thing, you have a family business, you have this interesting background where you both ended up quitting jobs that, you know, that, you know, you could have turned into something else. And you also have this brother-sister connection that really drives home, you know, a, an amazing story that's behind this juice. So I'm, 
I'm thinking, you know, I'm all the way here in Charlotte wishing I could be there. And if I was, and maybe, you know, I travel up there quite a bit, that, you know, I'm stopping by and I'm going to get something that's good for me. But, you know, I'm also going to be buying this amazing story of these two people who are, you know, you know, doing it as they go and they're charting their own path and they're entrepreneurs and they're figuring it out day by day. That's a big deal. You let thank us know when you're coming in and we'll, we'd love to get you some juice. Well, thank you. I mean, that's just a, such, such a big deal to support that. So, and, and we see this, and, and I know you do too, especially, you know, you guys are finalists in the Martha Stewart American Made Award. So you can see this in industries across the country that, you know, she didn't just pick you because you have good juice or, you know, it's not going to carry the day. I mean, honestly, you can get decent juice, maybe not as awesome as yours, but you can get decent juice elsewhere. But you guys have and what so many of the other finalists have, and, and you can vote for you as well until next week is you have these amazing stories that just, you know, it's like a magazine re- reading through your stories. So how did you find out about the Martha Stewart American Made Awards? How excited are you? We want to make sure we let people know how to vote for you. What's the story there? Sure. So um, uh, uh, we got an email from uh, Got to Be North Carolina or Got to Be Good, which is a, a portion of the North Carolina Department of Agriculture. And in their email that you know they send out like one a month, they let us know that there was this the Martha Stewart American Made Awards. So I logged onto the website, um, saw a thing that said, you know, hey, you know, sign up. And so I filled out this online questionnaire. Um, that I thought was private, and then I hit submit, and then I realized that it went public. So I was like, oh, well, let me go read through these answers again. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what, I'll just leave it, because I was just speaking from the heart, and whatever whatever came out, came out. And so um, a couple weeks went by, and then we got an email from uh, an assistant up in New York at uh, Martha Stewart Living, or... or um, Omnimedia, what I can, you know, uh, whatever her company or the name of her company is, right? Um, That's just Mar- Martha Stewart, you know, Martha. 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 <laughs> I know it's like live, uh, Omni Living Media, right? Now, but anyway, so they asked for samples, and so we overnighted uh, a couple of our juices, and then they were sent up to the test kitchen uh, at her offices, and then another what a week or two went by, Mary, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, we got a confirmation saying that the judges and Martha Stewart had tried our juice and that we have been selected as finalists. And we were just over the moon about it. We were completely yes. in my back and excited. And Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I was like, Martha's have a juice? <laughs> you know? There you go. I mean, there's, there's a little part of your story there, too. Martha's tasted the juice. Um, and she loved it. And you guys have, again, humdingerjuice.com is where you can go to get this amazing story. And you can learn about juicing. Like I said before, you have information, you have a learn link, you can learn about cleansing, you can learn about juices. So again, back to the other point, it's not just juice, you're also selling inspiration, and you're selling knowledge and information, as Mary has shared a little bit just here in our conversation, to help people be more healthier and understand how juicing works, right? Exactly. Big picture. I mean, yes. I want people to understand, you know, what it is, um, you know, and how they can incorporate it into their own life. So humdingerjuice.com. 
And also, if you go to uh, MarthaStewart.com slash American Made, then you can see all the nominees and all you have to do to get to uh, Colin and Mary there is just use the little search window, go to Humdinger Juice, and you'll be right there. There's a little vote button and you can vote all the way till October 17th. And so this is just so, so much fun. And, And again, you know, when you come across a page that has color, it's like you can't help but stop. You're looking at these you know, I guess the color from the beets and the spinach and the kale, it's just, it's just so amazing. So Colin and Mary, for both of you, Colin first, and then Mary too, what are your tips and words of encouragement for people who want to start not just any business, but let's kind of narrow it down to food, like, because food's a little different. What are some of the things that you would encourage people to make sure they do if they want to sell something that people are going to eat? Definitely do the research. Uh, you know, Google can be your best friend, um, at least at first. Uh, reach out to people in the community that are already doing it. Um, that's a great resource. Um, it's usually a free resource. You know, I'm sure in, in wherever community you're in, you know, there's someone that's doing it. Um, there's either a chocolate shop or there's a coffee shop or a pastry shop or something where you can somebody that you can reach out to that's kind of already taken some of those initial steps and can easily guide you through that. Um, I highly recommend following the rules and the laws, especially when it comes to food. Uh, you know, in, early on in the beginning, we didn't have the money, but we thought that it was super important uh, to become HACCP approved at our facility, which is hazard and analysis, critical and control point testing. Uh, we had that done. We spent $6,000 that we did not have. Uh, but we wanted to be safe. We wanted to follow the rules. And um, so I think I think with food specifically, you know, you want to be as knowledgeable and as safe as possible. Uh, you know, you don't want anyone getting sick, especially, you know, with our juice, it's unpasteurized. So, right. you know, it's about doing the research uh, online, doing the research in person, um, following the rules, following the laws. Um, that would be that would be my top advice. Yeah, and then I'd have to say, you know, um, you definitely need a really hard work ethic. Um, you know, I mean, particularly in the food industry, you're, you're going to be working with your hands. You know, you got to get right down to business. Um, also looking at your employee base and, and making sure that everyone works well together, that, you know, you might have a more creative type. We'll make sure that they're doing things that really, um, you know, where they shine. Um, I think happy employees make for, you know, a really good business. So um, if people are using their talents, then, um, you know, you have kind of this synergy working for the company. And um, I think that's what really makes a successful business is everybody, um, you know, kind of adding, bringing something different to the table, um, pun intended, I guess. (laughs) And for those of our listeners who are in Raleigh, are you guys going to be at any shows this fall, where can we go to buy your juice in person? I know you have it at your facility there. Are there any shows or farmer's markets? Yeah, so we have several retail locations that we're at. We're at the Morning Times, which is a wonderful coffee shop in downtown Raleigh next to the Raleigh Times, which is a restaurant and bar. Uh, we're, at several, we're at a yoga studio, Open Door Yoga. Uh, we're at Ladyfingers Caterers, which is a fantastic catering company here in Raleigh. Uh, we're in Durham at Respite Cafe, which is a wonderful cafe, really good coffee. Um, so we're at different retail locations like that, which you can find on our website. Um, and then this weekend, if anyone's around and is looking for something to do, we've been asked to be a part of the Terra Vida um, Festival this weekend in Chapel Hill. There's a tasting on the green uh, where it's just a lot of uh, local uh, chefs and uh, people that you know make spirits and coffees and 
juices like us. And, uh, <laughs> and so that'll be this weekend. It's the Terra Vida um, uh, Food Festival in Chapel Hill. Excellent. Excellent. So so you do have a little bit of wholesale in there, right? Do you wholesale the product to the coffee shops that buy it? We're not allowed to wholesale. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's pasteurized juice, we, we are only allowed to retail. Oh, so okay. Um, okay, good. That's that's so great that you, you you're sharing something that you had to do some research about. Cause I didn't know that. So oh, yeah. um, what? A, There's tons of stuff out there. Yes, but you know it's such an inspiration to see. As you said, you didn't start off. You started off just doing it and learning as you went. And um, within three years, you guys have made such amazing progress. How how long did it take for that six hundred dollar juicer to burn out? We still use it. Get out. It must be a really good brand then. That's great. The Green Star Elite Juicer. And if anybody actually wants to go buy uh, all kinds of juicers, uh, discountjuicers.com is is a great website. Uh, and But anyway, so yeah, we actually we still use the old one in conjunction with the new one. We don't want to lose sight of where we started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great machine. Um, so, you know, again, we just, it's mm-hmm. humble beginnings and we don't want to ever lose sight of that. And so we still use it. We still use the old machine. It's like the little engine that could, <laughs> the little juicer that could. Well, you know, there's more to your story there. I mean, there's such, there's so many nuggets of things here that, um, you know, at first glance, it's like, yeah, we had to have a juicer at first. And it's like when you walk into some stores and you see that frame dollar bill, like behind the register, like our first dollar bill. That's how we feel about the juicer. I bet you do. I mean, that's again, that's a reason to like, look at these people. They've gone from the $6,000 juicer to this juicer over here. Again, it's, you know, I'm drinking inspiration. And by the way, I have to tell you, I love your slogan, which for everyone who, who might not know, North Carolina's slogan is first in flight. So Mary, what's your slogan? Thirst in flight. How great is that? And there's a little bird on the package. I mean, you noticed yeah. um, there's a there's a little in the lo- in the logo that a lot of people don't notice unless they've seen it, you know, a little bit bigger, blown up. Uh, the wing of the hummingbird is the state of North Carolina. Oh, God, you're <laughs> just this is this is gonna like put a lump in my throat. That is so <laughs> pretty, pretty subtle, but um, but that we is- like just under the radar. I see it now. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, that is just secret. Oh my gosh. There's just there's just like reason after reason to get your juice. Um and you're local there too. I mean, wow. Okay, I know we have inspired people um, you know, until we just can't be inspired. I can't take it anymore. This is just such a wonderful collection of stories and inspiration and uh work ethic and family and local um, you guys have it all. So I have to wish you good luck. I- I'm voting, of course. Um, and I'll actually be there in New York for the Martha Stewart American Made wow. Summit. So That's if you guys are there, we'll see each other. But congratulations, Colin and Mary on Humdinger Juice. You guys, humdingerjuice.com. If you're ever in Raleigh, I, you know, you just got to get there. If I'm ever there, I'll let you know so I can bring some people and we can have some juice together. Yes, and we'll give we'll give you a hat now that you've seen the the North Carolina on the logo. Yes, well, you know, I'm not native to North Carolina, but it is my mother's home state, so I do have a my my I have you know lots of family here, so I am really um, excited to meet you. And Raleigh is, of course, such an up and coming place, like the perfect place to start any kind of business these days, That's is in great. Raleigh. 
So yes, Colin and Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Remember you guys vote for them at Martha Stewart American Made humdingerjuice.com. Blow up that logo and take a look at that state. It's the it's so thoughtful and such a wonderful way to cap off our time together today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for thinking of us, for having us on your show. Thank you for all that you're doing. Um, and, and, and it was such a pleasure. Me too, Colin and Mary. You guys have a great day and we can't wait to see each other again. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Colin Fickus and Mary Collins of Humdinger Juice in Raleigh, North Carolina. Let's wrap up some of the ideas and action steps we got from their story. Number one, learn the regulations that apply to your business. Colin talked about the research he did to make sure he knew and followed regulations for the production and sale of food. All industries have some kind of requirements, so be sure to research and follow the ones that apply to you. He mentioned Google as an obviously great research tool, but also connecting with other people who are doing what you do so that you can be more successful at conducting this research quickly and effectively. Number two, sell more than just products. What a great discussion we had about how Humdinger sells more than juice. At nearly twice the price of most competing juice companies, they would have to, right? Don't miss this important point in your business. Number three, get out into the community. Mary said that her favorite part of Humdinger Juice is delivering the product to people who love hearing about how juicing can change their lives for the better. People are so excited to see not only the product, but also the people behind it. And this is important even if you have an online business, that you get out into your local community, that you make yourself visible sometimes so that people can actually see you. If you're virtual, you may want to do this more with video. But the point is to give people a behind the scenes look at what you do and how you do it and be more personable and approachable with them. Number four, get help from friends and family members. Colin shared how he got every friend he possibly could to help with tasks needed to start his business. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And then number five, do more with less. Colin shared how necessary it was for him to go from seven employees to three. This is this is sometimes a tough area, but the bottom line is that you have to take care of your bottom line. And it was an important part of Humdinger Juice's growth to be able to ramp up production without also ramping up expenses. This is a really important point. And don't forget to vote for Humdinger Juice. There's a link in the show notes for this podcast at IndieBusinessNetwork.com where you can vote for them in the Martha Stewart American More American Made Awards. They're a finalist and we really want to support them. I'm so excited about this. And while you're at our website, do click on the link to go over to iTunes and rate this podcast. It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people like Colin and Mary and their stories that I bring to you every week. And it helps us to get more visibility to these wonderful entrepreneurs as well. I love the maker community. I'm so excited to be a part of it with you. And that's why I really want to encourage you to leave a review. Let me know how I'm doing and what you'd like to see in the future. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder and create the life you love.